It's essential to debrief issues and learn from mistakes. To do this well and really become a learning organization, a key ingredient is to give people the benefit of the doubt. Assume they had positive intentions, get the big picture, and really help everyone learn from mistakes that were made. I'm Jason Gore, and I'm here with executive coach Robert McNaughton. Thanks, Jason. Like so many of the conversations we have around these leadership practices, I think this one is foundational um, in getting a picture of how we naturally are as humans in that when someone disagrees with us or when we're in conflict, we naturally go into a defensive position and, you know, uh, look for ways that, you know, you're wrong and I'm right. And the practice of actually having humility and, and understanding that another person is having an experience and giving them the benefit of the doubt that they might actually be right and be doing something that I can't see is so essential. And, you know, as you said, creates a learning organization where we're, we're actually encouraged to grow and not just stay fixed. Yeah. And I agree completely, Robert. You know, when, when things happen and there's a loss of some sort, a result didn't get achieved, something went wrong, you have an angry or upset client or an you know, maybe a policy got broken where now the company's being fined or something like that. It's really easy to also make assumptions about a person's character. They were lazy. They didn't care enough. Um, and that's the other attributions that I see really get in the way, getting in the way of, you know, that humility or that curiosity or that, that like, okay, how did this happen? What can we learn from it? And how can we make sure it never happens again? Because sometimes, you know, you make mistakes and they might feel bad, but like if you could really fix the problem at the root cause, you could save much, much bigger mistakes later on. And in these startup worlds, like the costs just get increasingly bigger. And so if you could really learn uh, from every little mistake when they happen, it's kind of like easy lessons. And, you know, compartmentalizing people with, you know, easy names, like they're lazy. The truth is that's lazy. That's, that's us taking a shortcut. It's like when I put you in a box, I don't have to actually keep um, putting energy on it and learning more about it. Right. Let, let me just make sure I got what you just said. So when, when you're like making a label that someone else is lazy, you're being lazy by actually not digging into what was the real underlying cause. Is that what you're saying? That's right. By pinning people, putting them in a box, that's, that's just not trying hard enough. We can do better as human beings. Right. And I know there's some costs. Right. And when we don't do sure. this well, um, there's costs, in, you know, the costs of learning, but the cost of lack of learning. And there's also, you know, human costs and attrition and things like that. Indra Nui, uh, who is the chairman and CEO of PepsiCo, uh, who resigned um, in a Fortune interview, talked a lot about, you know, giving pe people the benefit of the doubt when you're debriefing issues or when something comes up. Um, and I'll quote what she said. In that interview is whatever anybody says or does assume positive intent you'll be amazed at how your whole approach to a person or problem becomes very different when you assume negative intent you're angry if you mm -hmm. take away that anger and assume positive intent you'll be amazed you could say wait a minute let me really get behind what that person is saying to understand whether they're reacting because they're hurt upset confused or they don't understand what it is that I've asked them to do but what she was saying was by getting into the bottom of things, you really get to the underlying cause of the issue rather than, you know, resting in your assumptions. Yes. Um, I, I've been in a lot of mediations where, you know, one party is, is really committed to the story that the other person has 
done something nefarious, has done something really wrong, and they want kind of uh, justice and, and vengeance. And when we take the time to actually slow it down and, and get the details of the story out and share the experience of it, it inevitably grounds out and people can see the basic humanity of it and they can go from like war of wanting to destroy another human being or destroy their career into having compassion and wanting the best for them. Right. And it's, you know, assuming understanding the intentions behind it, you know, so often there is, we attribute these negative intentions and it makes the whole person wrong. Yeah. You know, and maybe it's like, or we make them wrong about their incompetence or their lack of effort. Um, and it's like, hmm. now maybe there's a whole bunch of things that piled on to get there. And we should have backed up earlier and had some tough conversations before all these like things, you know, had a pile on, but it's a, it really is amazing that when you change the equation, when you change the, um, the mood and you realize, hey, what are we here to do? Something right. happened. It already happened and it was bad, right? Yeah. We're here to one, fix the issue, and two, to make sure that, that, you know, get the learning so it doesn't happen again. But yet it becomes very personal very fast. And when we get blamey, we get aggressive, what ends up happening is the dialogue does not produce those outcomes. That's right. You, you know, if, if in thinking about the costs to the team, to the organization of when we're behaving in this way, it's, um, it's, it's very self-defeating in a certain sense, because if I'm assuming that you have negative attentions and if I'm compartmentalizing and blaming you, I'm really hurting myself because we're on the same team. It's kind of like if a part of my body, if my leg is in pain, if all of a sudden I start blaming my leg, for, you know, well, you know, you're just a lazy leg and like, you know, I, I never really wanted you on my body anyway. Like that's, that's not actually going to help thing. That's going to hurt the entire organism. Right. And, and you know, it, it tends to also not allow you to fix the problem. Like you don't get into the conversations and into the more proactive, how do we fix this issue when you're right. in blame? Um, you know, let me give an example of that. So I was working with a manufacturing company um, with the leadership there. And while we were um, in the middle of a program, a, a big thing happened and the company got disrupted. Anyway, there was a site su a supervisor, uh, John, who walked into a, a job site and the place was a bit of a mess. Like there was a whole bunch of rebar that was kind of in the middle of the job site that was disorganized and you know had, there were some safety concerns there around us having all this rebar there. And the site supervisor, John, kind of really laid in to Frank, um, who was running that, that site, and, you know, hey, what, what's going on here? You cannot keep this place so disorganized. And, you know, Frank really, you know, was taken aback by this. And it took him some time to recover and, and explain, but it was like he explained, hey, it was delivered while we were off-site. And it turns out that he was actually saving the day, and him and his whole team you know, on the behalf of the company, left his site and, you know, took a personal risk and left the role to go help the company, in, you know, in general. And here he was getting beat up. And while this came out, right, John was actually just embarrassed. Like, he just kind of beat up his superhero, the guy that really took one for the team. 
Um, and, you know, it's like, whoops, sorry, I didn't know. Like, and, you know, of course the situation was going to get resolved, but like, it re he really threw Frank under the bus um, unintentionally when really Frank should have been rewarded. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it happens all the time. It's, you know, miscommunication, uh, you know, or, or just assuming that we know what's happening is a, a foundational part of, our, of human nature. And it, the, the problem is, is it takes a little extra effort to mm -hmm. kind of um, to be in the unknown of things and to maybe work hard to understand where someone is coming from. I, I, you know, I have a, a story that's coming to mind about uh, a year-long leadership cohort uh, my team and I were running, and one of the participants in the cohort, um, you know, was was sharing some story, but you know, only was sharing a little bit about it. And then a, a whole a, a bunch of other participants assumed the worst that this person, you know, had some serious nefarious stuff going on, and they jumped to the conclusion that they needed to do something about it. Like, well, we need to actually you need to actually tell us the truth about what really happened there or we're going to call the authorities. I mean, this went on for a couple of months, but there was a time in the moment in the room where they were holding out their cell phones saying like, we're going to call the authorities right now because we're licensed therapists and you need to tell us, you know, the truth about this thing. And he was kind of like, well, I'm certainly not going to tell you more now that you're threatening me. But then like right. by the end of the weekend, we had, you know, let people had sat in the fire enough and kind of like, you know, we're uncomfortable, but, you know, went through it and then finally found out that he had a very simple thing that had happened to him that had, you know, had things showing up this way. And then everything was changed. Everybody was on his side again. And huh. it was amazing because we were like, this is how wars start. You right. just attach to a story and you're not willing to stay in the discomfort of it. A couple people dropped out of the course because they weren't able to stay in the discomfort of not knowing the truth about what had happened here. Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing how that happens. And, you know, that also kind of happens not only at the human level, but at the department level. Like, right. you know, you get these wars between departments, like the marketing and the sales department, or sales and customer service department, where they, you know, start blaming each other. Hey, you know, sales doesn't care about, our, uh, about us. They just want to make sales. And, you know, you look into what's actually happening and the pressures or the metrics and you could often find like structural issues that could be solved. That's right. But if you are simply blaming each other, right, and making these attributions, you're never going to get to the conversations that will actually allow you to solve the problem and allow you to solve what is causing these different incentives or what's the misunderstanding or what's the story that isn't true. Yeah. I mean, it makes me really understand why in our country there the law is innocent until proven guilty <laughs> not authored the other way around because right. it's human nature to go the other way around and to presume guilt you know and to kind of rush through with a conviction before allowing there to be innocence but yeah. let's talk you know how how do leaders actually do this well actually bring in um and not assume negative intent you know i i think that there's two parts of it right it's the mindset going in and then there's the actual dialogue right and the mindset going in nice. uh, i i wish i had more tricks and tips on this one you know but it's just ma mainly like just change it like to you know you used the word humility before 
right, is to have enough humility and enough intellectual curiosity to say, okay, this is what I know. And this is with any conflict, right? This is what the facts are. This is my interpretation of those facts. Um, but to check in on the facts first and then talk about the interpretations and see how you can interpret it differently before you jump to, you know, the next step of a conclusion. It's like to build up together what's happening here and to do so in a place of support. Like if, let's say, for example, you have an assessment that someone's incompetent, right? It's like, you start with the data. This is what I see. I saw a report that got submitted that really got the, got rejected by this other, other VP. I saw this, I saw this, I saw this. Right. Tell me about it. What's happening, right? And rather than jumping to the next step where it's like picking a fight, it's like, you know, start with the basics of the facts and, you know, move into the assumptions a little bit more slowly and, and get, you know, kind of not build your case, but like understand what you're missing. Yes. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is here is first, you know, start with the principles and it's like a adopting the principle of like innocent until proven guilty. And I, I highly recommend this as whether, you know, you're designing principles for your team or just for yourself as an individual, that it is a very common human nature uh, phenomena that we think that there's just evil people out there that we just need to get rid of. Yeah. But whether it's from ancient wisdom or from modern psychology and beyond, that's been disproven that actually human beings are, you know, inherently good. And so we can, you know, hold that as a personal principle. We can even bring that into our culture somehow, specifically through precedent and how we role model, how we deal with conflict. And as I was hearing you say there, you know, allowing things to, to slow down and be unpacked, so that we can get into the objective specifics of things yeah. and bring our natural curiosity in instead of just railroading things through with our own assumptions. You know, if you just focus on one thing, you know, it might be, how do we ensure this doesn't happen again, right? So that we could be two human beings talking about a problem together. Yes. Collaborating in that, pro that problem. And now we might come to the conclusion that, that you need more support or that you need to do something differently. Um, that's really a very viable option. Or we might come to the conclusion that this is not a good role for you. That's right. Right? And... If we do that inside of the vein of how do we make sure this doesn't happen again, oftentimes, like, the situation, like, we'll both agree, like, wow, I'm not competent in this role. That's right. Like, and and I, I need more education. I need more support. We need to hire, layer someone above me. Like, it can often be much easier um, if we're two human beings talking about a problem. That, you know, we talk about this in another practice, but, like, that's in, in times where I've had to let go employees, that was the best conversations I ever had was we were coming at it from a collaborative conversation about the right fit for the role. Mm -hmm. And it basically, they were there like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't the right fit for me. You know, I should transition. And it, that was the best way to do it. And so to me, the principle here, and I use this principle all the time in my, in my own teams and when I'm teaching is that I, I want a collaborative and a co-creative culture <laughs> where yeah. we're in service of a clear, um, prime directive all together. And yeah. when we're collaborating and co-creating in relationship to that, then conflict becomes grist for the mill. Yep. And now it's, I want to say, like we talk, we're talking about debriefing issues and doing so with giving people the benefit of the doubt, but it's not giving them the benefit of the doubt 
you know, forever. That's it's, right. It's giving them the benefit of the doubt until you find out what's actually going on. And so we're not stopping the drive to excellence and we're not accepting mediocrity. For sure. All we're saying is to hold the assessments as postulates or not as postulates as kind of unproven theories um, until you actually get to the bottom of things. And once you do get to the bottom of things, then take it from there. Yeah. And you know, when uh, there are teams and individuals where this, this is really integrated into the culture. Well, when this is done with excellence, mm -hmm. what I often see is that people embrace conflict. They're, they're willing to bring issues to the table and specifically they're willing to bring the, the right data to the table because they're not afraid that they're going to get unfairly punished mm -hmm. or you know chastised in some way they they can trust that the culture actually wants to know the truth and then wants to stay in relationship with the truth because that's going to drive more excellence yep and when it's done right also the risks will be identified way earlier you know in a culture where there is blame and issues are not debriefed well what will typically happen is risks will get hidden because like, hey, I don't want to let anybody know about it. But when this practice is done across an organization, people will actually proactively name the risks. They'll get the support they need because they don't expect to be attacked. And so they can have real conversations. Yeah, really good. Really good stuff. You know, so we're talking about like, okay, how can you as a leader start fostering this more on your team, in your organization? today and you know as always for me it's like you know start to notice like what how your culture already is you know do a bit of an internal audit mm -hmm. and see it's like you know are we naturally just kind of um you know compartmentalizing and, and um stereotyping or do we get curious when conflict comes up yeah. um, and that's that's the first step is that like have a context for first we get curious before we jump to any conclusions. Yeah, and you know, on top of that, with that, or with that mindset going into the conversation, then just focus on how to ensure this doesn't happen again, right? Once again, it's like two human beings solving a problem. Exactly right, problem solving. So the key takeaway here is that when goals are not achieved or when mistakes happen, give people the benefit of the doubt. Instead of blaming, discuss what happened and really try to support people in developing the skills, clarify the lessons learned, improve the results that they could achieve, and make sure this doesn't happen again. This is a pleasure as always, Jason. Thank you very much. Thanks, Robert. And to all the listeners, we hope that this conversation has been helpful.